welcome back, listener, to another edition of the Coco and Daltz podcast. We're real people, and we do real reviews, and we are real productive. I know that's not really the way you say it, but this is the second podcast we've done in as many nights. What? I'm not what? Coco. <laughs> I'm not Coco. And I'm not Daltz. And what are we talking about this time, Coco? This is all your show. Go ahead. <laughs> so today... Episode number 147. Yes. We are reviewing Britney versus Spears, the brand new Netflix documentary. It just came out yesterday. If you're listening to this in real time, which why wouldn't you? Everybody does. It's hot on the heels of the New York Times documentaries, Framing Britney Spears and Controlling Britney Spears. That one just came out like two days ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Netflix documentary is directed by Fame... Uh, famed documentary filmmaker Erin Lee Carr. It also, she did uh, the USA Gymnastics sex abuse documentary a while back. It also features uh, journalist Jenny Ellescu. I mm-hmm. hope I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. Also a serious XM DJ. Oh, see, we need to resubscribe to satellite radio. No, to... we don't because we can get better music on Spotify without, <laughs> without people DJs, talking. Yeah. Uh, so they... Start the documentary right around 2007 when uh, Britney is divorcing Kevin Federline. That's kind of the height of her very public meltdown, for lack of a better way of putting it. And mm-hmm. we will we'll go into more detail about the nuances of language used to describe her. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talk a lot about, obviously, the conservatorship. They have a source who sent them just a bonanza of court documents refuting her father's and lawyer's assertions in the press over the years that she had never asked for her own lawyer, that she had never asked for the conservatorship to end. Uh, There's a lot of documents disproving those claims. Jenny Ellescu even tried to help her hire her own lawyer in 2009, the year after the conservatorship started. She talks about that, how she tried to help. Um, They also talked to a lot of people who have been in Britney's life over the years, uh, around the time the conservatorship, like right before it was put in place, and then during the first few years of it, uh, including, uh, (laughs) if you paid attention at all to the celebrity gossip Back in the day, you'll recognize these names. Uh, Adnan Galib, he was a paparazzo. He became her boyfriend for a time. Uh, A guy named Sam Lutfi, who was her manager uh, for a while. There's another documentary filmmaker who worked on a movie about her in the first like couple years of the conservatorship, as well as her cousin slash assistant Felicia, who was kind of her constant companion for a while. So they kind of talk a lot about like the start of the conservatorship, as well as how Brittany has tried to get out of it over the years and a lot of very obvious criticism is thrown at Jamie Spears as well as the other various hangers on who have benefited from controlling this poor woman and forcing her to work and not giving her any sort of rights or freedom whatsoever. Including lawyers. Yes. Yes. So, Imagine that lawyers, you know, profiting from somebody else's bad fortune they even spoke to at least one attorney she tried to hire immediately after the conservatorship was put in place and he was told by the judge 
she is not legally competent enough to hire her own counsel, so you are dismissed. And that was pretty much the party line Mm -hmm. by all the judges who have worked on this case up until this summer when enough press surrounded this story that she was finally allowed to hire her lawyer. And that guy is getting stuff done. They are in court as we speak trying to get this thing undone. So, Dalts, you got anything to add? So there are two aspects to this. This documentary was an hour and a half long yes. on Netflix, which I think you mentioned. Um, there are two reactions that I have. One is to the the documentary itself, and the other is to the story. So let's talk about the story first. Yes. The story about Britney Spears is a very sad and tragic one. And it's just, I never really followed it that closely. Mm-hmm. I knew she was famous. I knew she was a singer. I knew she was really good looking and you know wore hardly any clothes on stage. <laughs> and as a younger man, I, I kept track of these things. Um, but I was never really into her music. And uh, You don't have Oops, I Did It Again on vinyl? I, I might have the video so that I could just mute it. <laughs> Right. You're listening to like Zeppelin while you're yeah, watching. While like, I'm watching Britney you know, Spears Britney with videos. a snake. Yeah. 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 With hardly any clothes on. But anyway, uh, so, but uh, you know, she was an artist, whatever. She seemed like she was good at what she did. And I respect that no matter what the art form or profession is. However, the story is just incredibly tragic. I mean, she, I think essentially what happened based on my knowledge from, of her life from this documentary is she had a, like a bad couple of months you know, like with having postpartum and having uh, depression maybe and having other issues that weren't, and on the surface anyway, based on this documentary, weren't really all that unusual. It's just that it happened to be in the public eye and it happened to be uh, amplified by the fact that there's, you know, hundreds, like I couldn't believe how many photographers were actually following her around in some of these uh, some of these videos that we saw of her pulling away in her car and there's these guys and there's got to be 30 or 40 guys in these cars and they're, and they're usually guys uh, running around with cameras and following her and they, you know, she pulled away and then she pulled to a stop sign or a stoplight and they were all surrounding her car at the stoplight. It's just, man, oh man, I just can't believe. It. So imagine yourself going through a really tough time in your life, like a postpartum situation or depression or you lost your job or whatever it happens to be. And then there's all these people documenting, you know, moment to moment how you're reacting to it. And everybody in the world is interested. Like right. Perez Hilton has said that one day during the height of this time in Britney's life, he updated his website 80 times in one day. Which is crazy. And it was like all stories of her. And mm-hmm. it was like she pulls into a coffee bean and tea leaf and gets a chocolate frap. And because everybody wanted it's her song piece of me everybody wanted a piece of her like she's not lying in that song when she sings that well and and that's really unfortunate and there was a market for it in that time i mean Mm -hmm. there was the tabloid press was a lot crazier back then than it is now and there was a lot of a demand for it and i'm of two minds about this kind of thing is like it's easy for us to sit back and watch this and go oh that's disgusting that is not uh, very nice, and she should have her privacy. But I and was yet, hitting refresh on Perez Hilton every day, and yet we were watching a documentary about this about her life. Right. So we can't be sitting on this in this ivory tower saying, "Oh, Britney Spears, let the you know the press should leave her alone." Well, like, the press is the conduit for us. Mm-hmm. The people taking these photos are providing the photos and the and the video that we are watching and that we are seeing. But now, ironically, the press might be saving her. Because press about this case right. is bringing attention to it. Where well, mo- most people are probably like you, like they heard about it and they're like, huh, you know, and then didn't think too much about it. But the people who have really been following the case for the past 15 years are 
Well, Coco, are, way to spoil my sorry. My, oh, I'm my sorry. conclusion in, in <laughs> I'm so sorry. minute 22 of this podcast. <laughs> I was going to bring it all together. <laughs> See, that's why we should rehearse together, really. But no, it's all good. It's uh, the, the story of hers was something that I didn't know a lot about. So in that regard, I thought this documentary was very informative, very helpful, very enlightening, etc., there are two challenges I faced, uh, and one of them is Billy Bob's wig. Oh, no, wait a minute. <laughs> no, that was yesterday's that podcast. Was, that was a podcast we did yesterday. So the other one... That would be amazing if she hired Billy Bob as her lawyer. Can you even imagine <laughs> Billy McBride going up against Jamie Spears? Standing against the wall in his three-piece suit with a cigarette and like, you know, I'm going to take on paparazzi. Patty would tear Jamie Spears apart. I would love to see that. Can so we- he takes on Big Pharma. <laughs> He takes on, what, the almond growers. Yeah. He takes on... Uh, it was like the arms industry in yeah, the first like season, right? Yeah, all these impossible wins that he's going to get. Like and the now, paparazzi actually would be a tough go. Season five. Billy's going back to LA. Like, we got to so make this happen. This okay, is, I'm going to tweet Billy Bob. All right. See what you can do about that. So the second challenge I faced in okay, this documentary, sorry. other than Billy Bob's hair, which was not in this, uh, the second challenge I faced is that there was not a lot of Britney in this... There was a lot of images of Britney. There were a lot of dancing videos. There were a lot of her getting in cars and driving away in a huff. And except for the one poignant scene at the end, where I won't spoil it, but there was a sort of a her moment in court kind of thing. Um, we didn't hear from Britney about this. We didn't hear at all about her. We, there was one tearful interview that was from a TV show years ago, but we didn't really hear about anything around this from her. Well, she's been pretty much under lock and key for the past 13 years. Like any, But, but nothing. There was nothing before the conservatorship. There was nothing like even glimpses of it. It was, I know she's not going to be giving out interviews and stuff like that, but there were scenes where they were talking like Jenny Ellis Q had given some interviews uh, during some of this and we didn't really get any of that insight. We got, we had her talking about it, but we didn't have any real uh, insight. So that to me was, was kind of a glaring hole I understand, again, why, but if we're going to have a documentary about Britney Spears, Britney Spears should be in it. She should be talking about it, not just eye candy in most of the video. So that's where I am on that. They, pretty much all of her interviews for the past 13 years have been journalists, like Jenny Ellisku said, like journalists send her email questions and she responds over email or her team responds over email. That's what she was allowed to do. Yeah. Like maybe she'll live chat with somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, but she's not really sitting down for interviews. Maybe they could have gotten footage of, um, I, it was when she was married to KFED. So like, oh, five, oh six, it was before things completely fell apart. She sat down for an interview with Matt Lauer Mm -hmm. and it was just a hot mess. I watched that live. Mm -hmm. I was, I was wow. at work that day um, <laughs> because I used to work in the media and there was nothing else going on. So like every TV in the building was on the Brittany Matt Lauer interview. And it was, it didn't do a very good job of convincing people that she was okay. So oh, maybe really? they could have gotten some, or that was before she started having problems, but it didn't do a good job of convincing people that she and Fed weren't on the rocks, put mm-hmm, it that way. Mm-hmm. So maybe they could have gotten some footage of that to show how it all started to fall apart, but... Yeah, I, I, I thought that that was a glaring hole to me. I, and I understand, again, why, but I think we could have had more Britney in there, even if it had been... like there were, they, I think they did a, a good job. Like There was that one scene where they cut to her act when she was in Vegas and she was talking on stage mm-hmm. all the time and she was talking sort of uh, vaguely uh, and cryptically about things that were going on in her life and everything like that and sort of hinting around. And then we're left to hear the translation by the filmmaker is like well what she really meant was this and it's like well 
Really? I mean, or, or Jenny LSQ, one of the two of them were always trying to interpret things. And I th- so I think that was a little bit lacking. Anyway, I've talked enough about what I think. <laughs> this I is have the other second opinions. day in a row that you've said that. <laughs> this is the, uh, well, you totally spoiled my, my I'm 22 sorry. minute. I'm so sorry. Uh, Do you want to start over? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I have more to offer, but you go ahead now, Coco, and you tell me and listener what you think of this uh, story. Well, so I thought it was engrossing. Mm-hmm. I didn't think there was actually a lot of new information, really. I mean, I okay. know that we have that just treasure trove of court documents that the filmmakers received from a source. But even though I haven't followed Brittany's case closely, like I was a gossip blogger for a few years, and I've followed celebrity gossip, at least the celebrities that I care about, like some some people I don't care about. But if there's a story about Britney, like I'm probably going to read it because mm-hmm. I care about her. Mm-hmm. And uh, it didn't feel to me like anything that was said in this was new. Like it seems like I've read over the years that Britney has been trying to get out of the conservatorship and Britney and her father don't get along. And when he had the issues with his grandson's Uh, her children last year that led to a restraining order being placed against him, like that made headlines. And I read about that. Mm -hmm. So it feels like anybody who has even remotely followed Brittany for the past, you know, 10, 15 years should have known about this. So I think that this doc was made for people like me. Yeah. Who don't really follow this kind of stuff and yet find these kinds of stories interesting to watch. Now, the stuff in controlling Britney Spears that came out about her father having like her bedroom bugged and they were monitoring her communications, that's new. I don't know why anybody should be surprised by that (laughs) because it doesn't seem like these seem like pretty unscrupulous characters, you know, trying to hold on to the cash cow Mm -hmm. by any means possible. But this i i did i hate to say enjoyed it but i did like the story jenny ellisque told of trying to get the paperwork to britney so that britney could say i want to hire my own lawyer Mm -hmm. and there was some cloak and dagger stuff involving meeting in a bathroom of a hotel pool so that you know and slipping the paperwork under the the bathroom stall doors and knowing it's britney based on like her tat on her ankle or whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that was that was some stuff i know uh I think Sam Lutfi was interviewed by Ronan Farrow for a New Yorker piece back over the summer. So we've heard from him before. I don't know if we've heard from Adnan Galib before. Those two, I don't know exactly how reliable they are as narrators because mm. there were the stories at the time of Sam Lutfi crushing up drugs and putting them in Britney's food. And that could definitely just have been complete BS made up to try to wrest control of Britney away from somebody they thought was like a Svengali or whatever, mm-hmm. but they were unsavory. They were depicted as unsavory characters at the time. And if I went back and read the stories, there would probably be reasons for that. But and that that's was 15 in the years ago. That was in the doc too. That right? was in the documentary. Yeah. Um, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Just like Dahl said, she went through a lot in a very short amount of time. She got married. She had two babies. The marriage fell apart. She's maybe suffering from postpartum depression. There are maybe some substance abuse issues. There are maybe some mental health issues. She's the most hunted woman in the world with dozens, if not hundreds, of paparazzi documenting her every move. Mm-hmm. She can't get away from them. She's going through all of this on an international stage, just the pressure. I can't even imagine it. If she were my 
family member or friend or loved one or even coworker, I understand the impulse that you want to help this person. Like, especially if you think that they've fallen under the control of unsavory characters. I understand the impulse of how do we help her? How do we get her safe? Does she need to go to rehab? Does she need to go to like a mental health facility where she can sit on an Adirondack chair and look (laughs) at the ocean for 18 hours a day Mm -hmm. and clear her head and try to get right? Like, I understand the impulse of this person could be in danger. Mm -hmm. We need to help them. But the answer to that isn't to take away all of her basic human rights for 13 years, but continue to have trot her out and perform and make a crap ton of cash off of her while giving her an allowance of just a few thousand dollars a month while you're making triple that per month as her conservator and lawyers are making millions of dollars and management companies are making millions of dollars, even though she retired from performing for a while. So I, we don't take away people's human rights in this country for mental health issues. I, I realize and I recognize as a dad to daughters, I can understand how you'd want to be protective and you'd want to swoop in and do the best. And like you said, Coco, take you know your daughter to some sort of facility and that sort of thing. I can understand that. But this, this was rank with deception and uh, long-term gain for the parents and especially the dad. And it just seemed like there was no good intention there were no good intentions involved here it was just malice it was just greed that inspired the dad to get involved and and control his daughter and i don't really think there was i mean i'm no therapist i'm no (laughs) mental health expert but it just didn't seem like the reaction suited the symptoms and one of the mental health evaluators who worked on the conservatorship case originally he evaluated Brittany when the conservatorship was originally put into place. That person told Ronan Farrow, I never thought this would still be in place 13 years later. Yeah. So. It was always meant to be temporary, if anything at all, right? Well, it's theoretically supposed to be temporary. If, yeah. You know, if she's a danger to herself or others, I understand the impulse of, okay, maybe, maybe keep some kind of checks in place. Like John Hinckley spent 35 years in a mental institution after he shot Reagan, right? Mm -hmm. So, And then he was living with his mom at the end there. Yeah, so I get that. But if she were a danger to herself or others, Jamie Spears damn well would have produced some kind of evaluation, you know, or proof saying on July 19th, 2018, she threatened to harm herself when she was denied blah, 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 or Mm -hmm. whatever, you Mm -hmm. know. And the fact that there's no proof that she still needs to be in this situation I... The the other disappointing factor about this story to me is how the system failed her. Right. It seems like the system consistently did not defend her. And I don't understand that. Like one judge after another, different judges hearing this case, and they kept it on lockdown and, the, you know, dismissing lawyers and not even really giving her a chance to have her own voice. And that just seems like a real... Like that that's that's a strange thing. Like that's unusual. Whose palms are getting greased. Right. Like what's what's happening behind the scenes there that's causing that? Because that's not justice. That's that's something other than justice. Like everybody should have a voice. Everybody should have the opportunity to even have a lawyer. Like even if you if so let's say there's some concerns about her well being and the dad is the conservator, what harm is having a lawyer come in and 
and be an independent counsel on this and have a look at her and evaluate her and that sort of thing. I mean, what what harm is that? Right. Uh, Other than to the dad's pocketbook, he's looking at, you know, diminishing returns on his investment probably. A lawyer is supposed to advocate for his client, but if the best thing for his client is to remain under a conservatorship because she is so impaired that she can't right. choose her own forms of birth control or drive a car or have her own cell phone, then the lawyer is duty bound to say that you would hope so anyway yeah that's the way billy mcbride would have done it totes billy mcbride is stand-up guy um so my other point on this doc is the doc itself is the format that sort of thing i have trouble with this recent trend and i think it's because we're in peak tv right now we're seeing a lot of documentaries and more so than we would have in the past. Like you don't, you wouldn't see documentaries like this on network TV and a plethora like we have now. So we're a running out of topics and b running out of original ideas in the presentation of those docs. the The thing that I'm having a tr- uh, a tough time with now in this new modern era of documentaries is the documentary filmmakers being in the documentaries. And this one was particularly weird to me because the documentary filmmaker was interacting with Jenny Ellescu and they were all pals, it seemed like, and she was talking when she wasn't really adding anything. And I didn't really, I just, I want to see the subject. I want to see the the footage. And I, th- I think sometimes when you see that, there's a shortage of footage or there's not in this case, but in some other cases, perhaps like a laziness to get new footage or a laziness to get a different kind of perspective. So it, again, it's a fine line because I know I've complained in the past about cheesy reenactments and things like that in documentaries, <laughs> like when when we've got like cartoon people and stuff like that. It doesn't suit the the documentary at all. Matthew Modine is dressed as Britney Spears and <laughs> with a bad Billy Bob wig, <laughs> right. and in the booty shorts doing "I'm a Slave for You" with right. a snake reenacting right. the BMA. And then Jamie comes up. Well, who's Jamie played by? Jamie's oh, played by like, Jamie is played by Billy Bob. By Billy. Bob. There we go. <laughs> so I didn't want that necessarily. Why not? <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> but I think that at some point we got to like, uh, we got to have some sort of way of doing these things. And again, that might, that's just not my preference. It might be other people's preference. Maybe they like to have the filmmakers in these things. But my, my, my thought is the filmmaker of a documentary is always behind the camera is always shouting the questions kind of thing to the subject matter and not necessarily sitting there talking to the people like their pals, you know. And Jenny Ellescu did mention that because she had previously done a cover story on Britney for Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, so when she was recruited to slip the paperwork to Britney in the hotel pool bathroom, you know, she talked about as a journalist, you're not supposed to make yeah. yourself the story. But then she felt like her obligation as a human being seeing an injustice was to try to right this wrong. Yeah. And then the request for Brittany to get her own lawyer was denied. And, you know, somehow it came out that Jenny Ellescu was the one who brought the paperwork in and now she's named in court documents and now she has become part of the story. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one. I, I wrestled with that too, because as a journalist, I'm thinking, well, you're not exactly separating yourself from this story. I mean, but I can understand at the same time, you got to be human. It's like that whole that whole debate when it comes to photographers, especially as you're taking pictures of, of something horrible and you could, instead of taking pictures, go and help that person. Right. It was that, uh, remember like a year or two ago, that polar bear that was just all skin and bones mm-hmm. and that uh, nature documentary filmmaker just 
recorded this poor polar bear and it just like died on an ice floe. And people were like, why didn't you try to feed it? And he's like, well, first of all, I'm a documentary filmmaker. I don't interfere. And second of all, what are you going to feed it? Like, look at that bear. Even if I had fed it like two tons of cod, he's still going to die. You know, he was too far gone. Like I couldn't have done anything, you know? So what would you give this uh, on a scale of A to Z, Coco? (laughs) I'd give it just because I didn't think that a whole lot new came out. Like it seems like we're kind of at like Britney saturation Mm -hmm. right now. And I hate the way that sounds because this is obviously an injustice Mm -hmm. and it's only being remedied because light is being shown upon it so we need to keep that spotlight on it so that this right this wrong can be righted Mm -hmm. um but i'd give it like a b to b minus really yeah i yeah i thought you were gonna go harder on it than the b to b minus oh wow i'd give it probably a six oh okay five and a half six i think i give billy bob a seven i give pretty much everything a seven so this was about a six. It was an hour and a half. I learned some things that I didn't know uh, about it because I don't follow this kind of stuff like you do. Um, but I, but there were some p- spots where I was like, oh, can we can we just see more about Brittany and less about two people talking at a table, <laughs> pointing to photographs because this is just enough for me. Well, there is breaking news. Uh, Netflix dropped this yesterday because today there is another conservatorship hearing in Brittany's case. And as of... Uh, three or four hours ago, Jamie Spears has been suspended as Britney's conservator and must turn over all books and records associated with the conservatorship. A CPA has been appointed temporary conservator until December 31st. Jamie's lawyer asked to uh, end the conservatorship today because he knows the jig is up. But uh, Britney's lawyer wants it terminated in 30 to 45 days, which would put it right at December 31st if they're going for 30 days. So uh, her lawyer wants the delay so that he can get the books and records and uncover possible corruption in the conservatorship. I, I pray that she gets out of this thing and she sues freaking everybody who made a dime <laughs> off her. Yeah, that nice. court-appointed lawyer who made $3 million off her, her father, the management companies... I, I hope she's still got enough money. I hope she hires the best forensic accountants and they just go ham mm-hmm. on all those records. And she's never going to see a dime of that money. But she's Britney Spears. She can do another Vegas residency. People will eat that crap up because mm-hmm. she's Britney and they mm-hmm. want to support her because she's still a beloved celebrity. You know, she's still an icon. And people are rooting for her. They want her to succeed. They want her to get out from under this conservatorship and to have a happy life. A third of her life has been under this thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't even imagine that. From like 26 to 39, I can't imagine having no freedoms at all. A lot of the prime years of your life. Yeah, so I hope hope she just gets sweet karmic justice on everybody who profited off of this thing and who did her dirty all these years. And you know who's going to be her lawyer? Billy Billy McBride. So that's it for another episode of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and our listener. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate your choice of choosing us, and I don't know why I said it that way. But for another episode of the podcast, I'm not Coco. And I'm not Dolph.